Welcome to the Small Bowler Podcast. My name is Trevor Reddick, and today I'm joined by a man who also loves buffalo chicken dip, Ben O'Brien. How you doing today? Trevor, I think, first of all, I'm great. Thanks for having me. Fantastic intro. I think, I think buffalo chicken dip is, I think if we were to draft like tailgate foods, I think buffalo chicken dip is up there. I think it's a first rounder. I think buffalo chicken dip is, is a must. You have to have it at, at a tailgate or some sort of watch party, for, especially for football. Um, for any oh, other yeah. sport, I don't think you need it, but for football, like I, when I think of like fall weather, like 50 degrees tailgate for football, you got to have some warm Buffalo chicken dip. Uh, it's just fantastic. So, so the fact that are you making some today, Trevor, do you have some made? Oh, I made some yesterday. It, it's ready to go. Oh, Trevor, I'm, it's in the fridge. I'm so jealous. Cause I, I remember it, Cause you made some when I was there in, in the summer. Um, and it was yeah. fantastic, Trevor. So I'm very jealous that, that you, that you're going to have that today while you watch some fantastic NFL football. Yeah, it, it's going to be awesome. I mean, Josh and I are going to be here. We're going to be watching the games. We have Buffalo Chicken Dip. I also got like, I kind of went all out because I got like a cheese spread that you can find at any grocery store. And I got some other like uh, deli meats and stuff. So yeah, a bunch of uh, food that we're going to have out while we're watching football today. You and, you and Josh are watching. Does he know that, that this is American football? This is not soccer we're watching. Is he familiar with that? Does he understand the difference? Um, well, I haven't explained that to him yet. So, uh, we're, we're going to, we're going to have a conversation is, here in a couple is hours. He a, is he a Browns fan? He's probably a Browns yeah. fan, right? Yeah. He's oh, a Browns so fan. Annoying. Tell him yeah. not to, te- I don't want him texting me during, during the Browns Bengals game. I don't, I don't want, I don't want any part of that. I don't want him texting me at all. Tell him, don't talk to me. Well, if I told him he would, he would do the opposite. I know. He would. So, so I, I won't pretend, say yeah. anything. I won't say anything. Okay, good. Perfect. But the thing is, he's going to listen to this podcast and then next, well, the Bengals don't play the Browns again for however many weeks, but it'll be a while, probably, it'll be a while, but yes, he, he might, he might do it the second time they play though. Cause he might, he will, the rest of my moment. life, he will, yes, the rest of my life, he will be bothering me when they, when those two teams play, but at least for this first week, I'm very nervous. Um, a lot of jitters, a lot of, a lot of excitement, a lot of, uh, a lot, a lot of importance to this game. So I don't want him bothering me. I just don't. Yeah, absolutely. I'm very excited for today. We're certainly going to talk a lot about the NFL in this podcast, uh, but we're going to start it out with uh, something that's currently taking place, uh, the FIBA World Cup. Um, So we do have some basketball action right now. Serbia and Germany are finishing up uh, the final. And right now, as as I'm looking at the uh, ESPN app right now, Germany leads Serbia uh, 76-69. There's about two minutes left in the game. So uh, it looks like Germany's going to win, but we'll see. We'll um, be able to tell you uh, who wins as soon as this game ends. But first, I wanted to talk about Team USA because unfortunately, they did lose. They lost to Germany in the semifinals on Friday um, in a really close game, one thirteen to one eleven. And this was a, obviously a disappointing result for Team USA, um, you know. And they lose, yeah, one thirteen one eleven. Like I say, I was really looking forward to a potential USA Canada final. We didn't get that. Um, however, we did get a USA Canada third place game, which happened this morning and Canada won that game, um, in overtime. So the U S not only do they not win at all, they don't even medal. So they finish in fourth place in this tournament, a pretty disappointing result. You know, again, this team, it's team that, you know, there's obviously a lot of guys that are kind of decided not to play in this FIBA world cup for, you know, a number of reasons, you know, the best Players in the U.S., you have Steph Curry, Jason Tatum, uh, LeBron, Kevin Durant. You know, we can go on and on. Anthony Davis um, that, that aren't playing in this tournament, but they still have a lot of talent. And I think it, this is still a disappointing result. I mean, it always is, I think, a disappointing result 
when Team USA doesn't win. But uh, um, those are kind of my thoughts on it. Um, I didn't watch a ton of this this morning's game. I saw a little bit of the Germany one. And, you know, it just seemed like, number one, the U.S. doesn't really have um, a rim protector. They kind of lacked size. And I think that was arguably the biggest issue with this team is um, a lot of these other teams have uh, big guys that they're good rebounders um, and, and they're really, you know, just strong centers um, kind of in the paint. And the U.S., they're playing Jaron Jackson at the five. Um, and Jaron Jackson, oh, he's really good. He's a great defender. Um, he's a really good player, but you know, we've seen in the NBA and we've seen in this tournament, Jaron Jackson is someone who can be pushed around a little bit. So that was one of the biggest flaws I saw on this team. Um, but Ben, what, what are some of your thoughts you have on team USA and, uh, any other thoughts on the tournament in general? Yeah, they lost the third place game. Who cares? Cause if you're not first, you're last, it doesn't matter. I'm sure Dylan Brooks is thrilled that, that, that he beat the U S in, in a game that doesn't matter. It's an eliminate or it's an exhibition game at that point. Um, so them losing the third place game doesn't matter. Now, obviously, they should have won the entire tournament. The U.S. should always win in basketball because we're the ones that created the sport and we have the best players in the world on um, from our country. But um, Trevor, I'm just going to we use this excuse for soccer. And because we're Americans, we just have excuses for why we're not the best at everything. So I'm just going to I mean, let's be honest. We just weren't if we were trying in this tournament, we would have won. We would have. We weren't trying. It's like when you play like pick up basketball as a kid, like one on one and you lose. And it's like, well, I wasn't trying. If I was trying, I would have beat you. That's basically what the U.S. is doing here. Um, because in reality, if, if, if we actually cared enough to have all of our best players play, we would have won. I, I feel pretty confident saying that. So I'm just going to take the six-year-old approach and be like, oh, who cares, Germany? We weren't, we weren't trying, so you're welcome. We let you guys win. All right, we felt bad for you. You guys never get to win these things. So um, that's my take on it. Um, and, we, and we knew. like We talked about this last week, and we knew going in like the U.S. Obviously, they still have a very talented team, and there really is still no excuse why they shouldn't have won this tournament. But... It's a lot of very good players that chose to stay at home and not play for the U.S. And that's been the, that's been a theme recently. I feel like Trevor, and maybe maybe it's because I feel like nowadays there's more of these international tournaments. Like it used to, I feel like it used to, used to just be the Olympics every four years. But I do feel like it used to be like a big deal to play for your country. And now there's just a lot of people that just don't think it's worth it because they're they're making so much money in the NBA. Um, they're just not they don't want to risk getting injured and 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 losing that money. So. Um, it's just the world that we live in. It's, it's, I think that's been a theme for the last five years or so is people just are like, ah, I'm good with Kevin Durant's like, I don't really need to play. I've done that. LeBron obviously is like, I don't need to do this anymore. So you get a lot of, a lot of very good players for the U S team, but, but not, not a lot of the, the elite players that we have in, in, in the NBA from the United States. So again, it's frustrating. That should have won. And then losing a third place game is annoying, especially to somebody like Dylan Brooks. But I don't think it's that big of a deal. Talk to me in the Olympics, whenever that is, in the next couple of years, Trevor. Hopefully we win that one. I think that's, that's probably more important to some of these players than, than the, the Basketball World Cup or whatever it is. Yeah, it, it definitely is. Because, I mean, it, it's, it's definitely true that uh, the, FIBA, like the um, FIBA World Cup, or just in general, I would say, um, like playing for your national team, Compared to like, I'll use soccer for an example. I think soccer, yeah. it's it's such a bigger deal compared to in basketball, uh, playing for your national team. I mean, we see how big of a deal uh, the FIFA World Cup is. So we see how big of a deal like the Olympics is. Um, and just in soccer, the, the world, if we're talking specifically about the FIFA World Cup versus the FIFA World Cup, uh, the FIFA World Cup is obviously so much bigger. It's not even close. It's not even in comparison how, how big 
those two events are. So that's one piece of it. Also, the Olympics are next summer. So I think part of it is that a lot of these players um, for the USA are like, well, I'm not going to, you know, spend some of my offseason playing for my national team two years in a row, right? Um, So I think that's part of it. I think it's part of the reason why some of these players didn't play in the FIBA World Cup. Obviously, uh, the perception has always been that the Olympics, that's that's the main event for international basketball um, as opposed to the FIBA World Cup, which isn't nearly as important. So that's just kind of the perception. That's how it's been for so long. So I do think some of these players will play in the Olympics next year. Um, You know, I expect to see a Jason Tatum there. I expect to see Devin Booker. Um, You know, we'll see. I mean, Steph's, he's going 34. We'll see if he plays or not. Um, LeBron, I probably wouldn't expect to play, but you know, we'll, we will see what happens, but I certainly expect to see a better roster uh, next summer with Team USA. So that'll be interesting. But um, I think that's pretty much all we have on the FIBA World Cup. Um, the Germany-Serbia game is, is very close. It's 78-75 Germany, 48 seconds left. So I'll, I'll, I'm, I'm taking a look at it right now. We'll continue to uh, provide updates when we get a final score there. It looks like Schroeder just made a free throw, so now they're up four. But Ben, I think we can move on to college football. Um, obviously yesterday we had another pretty solid slate of games. Um, you know, there were a couple that I was really enjoying that obviously the Texas Alabama game was really solid. Um, I in particular liked the Appalachian state, North Carolina game. Um, but Ben, what, what were some of your, uh, biggest takeaways from yesterday? Some of your favorite games, uh, from college football. Yeah, I think we should start probably with the game of the day yesterday. The Bowling Green State University Falcons just ran all over the Eastern Illinois Panthers. Um, yes, 17, and a half point fa- 17 and a half point favorite, one by 23, no big deal. Uh, I'm just kidding. We don't, we don't have to talk about that. I, I did watch a little bit of that game, Trevor, though, and I was very low on, on the, the Falcons going in. Um, and they looked as well as you should look, as good as you should look going against an FCS team. So whatever. Um, no, but actually, I think, I mean, I think the biggest takeaway is Texas obviously beating Alabama. Um, and I, I got to catch most of that second half. That was a fantastic game. I, I really did enjoy it. That felt like a like just it just felt like a big time college football game. Obviously, anytime you're playing Alabama at Alabama, that's a very tough environment, and that place was going crazy. But um, really good game. A lot of I mean, obviously a lot of talent on both sides of the field. Quinn Ewers was fantastic. At least the 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 the, the few of the throws that I saw that he had in the second half were just incredible. He had two very um very nice long touchdown passes where he kind of dropped it in the bucket to the receiver. Um, so, I mean, I'm very intense, not, or impressed. Now, here's my, my critique of Texas, and we do this all the time. Everybody's claiming Texas is back, and I think this is the most justified point to say that. Like, we've had years of people saying Texas is back after them beating, like, a scrub by, like, 50 points. I think this is the most justification you have to say that. So I'm not arguing you saying Texas is back to all those people on Twitter that like to say it. My issue is, Trevor, I don't know if you saw this, Texas, all the players in the locker room after the game yesterday, they were all taking pictures smoking cigars. Like there's a picture of Quinn Ewers oh, trying to man. look like Joe Burrow after Joe Burrow won the national championship game. So Texas is treating this game like the national championship game. It's game number two. Okay. The season just started. So if the Texas players think that they're the greatest things to walk this earth and they think they're the best team in the country because they just went in and beat an Alabama team that has a lot of questions at quarterback, then I'm a little worried for what Texas is going to do the rest of the year because just based on that attitude alone, I would, I would assume, and I'm going to guess that they're going to lose like two games this year that they have no business losing just because they think that they're all that after beating Alabama. So that's what bothers me, Trevor, is that they played fantastic. And I, I do think they have a lot of talent, but if you're treating this game, like you just won the national championship, smoking cigars in the locker room afterwards, 
that is super obnoxious and that bothers me a lot. And that's like the most Texas thinking they're back scenario or, or thing that I've ever seen in my life. So it's whatever. But what about you, Trevor? What are your what are your opinions on this game? The little bit that you caught of it. Yeah, that that's not great. You shouldn't be celebrating uh, a regular season it's win obnoxious. necessarily, just in general yeah. like that. Um, that's kind of yeah, that's a strange. As far as the game, I mean, I I was really impressed by Texas. I mean, Quinn Ewers, he had that one throw that uh, it, it went out of frame. He like threw it into the sky and it it dropped in the yeah. receiver's hands. Incredible. Um, great that catch play in too. particular was awesome. A great catch. Uh, tracking that ball in the air. I mean, if I was a receiver trying to catch, there's no way I would catch that. I, I would just, yeah. I, I don't think I would catch that. But anyway, it was, it was very impressive. Um, the main difference between Alabama and Texas here um, was really the quarterback play. I mean, that, that was kind of the thing that stood out to me, like Jalen Milrow uh, clearly still working through, um, you know, just d- decision-making in general was not great. He made a few pretty big mistakes there. Um, you know, Texas did occasionally do a good job of getting to the quarterback making him scramble out of the pocket. And obviously Jalen Milrow, you know, he had hit a few nice plays where he, you know, he scrambled and ran it for 10, 12 yards, had a couple good throws, um, a couple nice deep balls, but just the mistakes, um, you know, and I believe he's a sophomore. He's still young. It's his, what his second start for Alabama. But obviously, as we know, if you lose one game, lose two games, like that's, that's all it takes uh, to be yeah. out of the running for the culture football playoff here. So, this was not a good showing from Alabama. I was, uh, I, I certainly expected more from them in this game, um, and I was a little disappointed. But yeah, Texas had a good showing. But again, with Texas, you kind of mentioned it, Ben. We they have to keep it up. They have to stay consistent. They looked really good in this game. If they if they play every game this season like they did this one, they they could make the college football playoff. They could have a chance to win the national championship because I do think they are that talented. When we saw the battle at the line of scrimmage. I didn't think that Alabama uh, was really much better than them at all at, at the line of scrimmage. It was pretty evenly matched as far as the line of scrimmage goes. And then I think the, the quarterback play is probably the biggest thing that separated these two teams um, overall. Um, but yeah, the only other thing, again, it, it doesn't end up mattering because Texas wins the game. But I, I just, and this is a theme in general, I, I can't tell you, I counted at least four bad play calls yesterday that that made me upset not just with texas but with other teams as well where teams are running it on third and long there was a play the first drive of the game where uh sarkeesian uh steve sarkeesian the coach he called a running play on the third and nine um i think they were in alabama's territory but it was just like it, it didn't make sense why why are we running the ball on third and long ben i i don't understand why why college football teams are doing this i don't understand um, but that's, that's really my only other thing. Uh, good showing from Texas in this game. My only, my only, uh, my only thought Trevor, and I don't, I don't know the, the, the situation of the third and nine run call, but my only thought would be a lot of times you see it when coaches, when they know they're going to go for it, when it's four down territory and they're just trying to get a good chunk of the, of, of the yards on third down. So they have a fourth and short. Um, but typically, yeah, third and nine, because when you first said that, I was mm-hmm. like, well, if it's like third and fifteen, like, and you're just like, ah, we're we're punting anyway. Like, I I can see like why you'd run like a draw or a screen or a run. But if it's third and nine, like that's a that's a manageable third down. Obviously, it's third and long, but that you got plenty of routes and plenty of plenty of play calls that that can that can convert that third down. So, third and nine, a run play is a little is a little iffy to me. Other than I'm not going to critique Division One college football coaches because they know a lot more about football than I will ever dream of knowing. 
Um, but that is question. I will. I'll critique him. Go for it. Oh, you do you. <laughs> yeah, I, I just, I don't know. It, like, I, I don't really care. Like, if you think you're going to surprise, oh, we're going to surprise the defense. We're going to call a draw play. We're going to get a big chunk. Uh, maybe, maybe one out of every 10 times that'll work. But in this instance, they, they ran the ball. I think they got like two or three yards, made it a fourth and six. And then it seemed like they were going to go for it. They kept the offense on the field. And then they like called a timeout and punted it. I was just like, what the heck? Um, but regardless, um, Texas had a really good showing. Um, a couple other good games. Obviously, I mentioned that North Carolina Appalachian State. Appalachian State almost took down Carolina. This game went to double overtimes after the North Carolina field goal kicker actually had an opportunity to win the game in regulation. He missed two kicks in a row. One of the kicks, uh, the Appalachian State coach called a timeout to ice the kicker. He obviously, so it was like a practice kick. He shanked that one left. And then he did the same thing for the actual, the actual kick that counted. And that sent the game to overtime. Nevertheless, North Carolina does survive. Uh, the dream is still alive for them to make the cultural playoff like I predicted. And I will continue to stand by uh, my North Carolina Tar Heels. Um, but yeah, so that game was, a, it was just a really good game in general. Um, other than that, I don't really have a ton of other takeaways. I mean, Colorado, uh, obviously the hype is yeah. still there. They had another good showing, uh, easy dub over Nebraska, but for the most part, that's all I really had been. I mean, uh, all of the other games were pretty straightforward. I mean, we did have Miami putting up 48 points on Texas A&M. I thought that was pretty interesting. Miami's looking pretty solid. Um, but that's pretty much all I had been. Yeah, I mean, again, it's it's early in the season, so there's a lot of a lot of garbage games, a lot of a lot of teams playing cupcakes. Ohio State, Georgia, Tennessee, they're all playing cupcakes, so not a lot of of great um, games in terms of ranked teams. Obviously, Texas Alabama was, I think, the only ranked matchup we saw this week, and I think Alabama is the only top ten team to lose because the rest all played cupcakes. So nothing crazy. Um, I mean, Utah and Baylor, Utah struggled to to beat Baylor, but they did, did ultimately beat Baylor. I saw Wisconsin went into uh, to Pullman, Washington, and lost to Washington State. So that's not a great loss for for Wisconsin. But I don't. I mean, it's the first year with Luke Fickle, so they're going to struggle. Oregon and Texas Tech. I caught a little bit of that game at the end. Oregon ended up coming out on top, but Texas Tech gave them everything they could handle um, down there in Lubbock, Texas. So nothing crazy. LSU hung hung seventy two on Grambling. So LSU good good uh, bounce back for for Brian Kelly. Grambling probably a little bit of a different uh, team than than the Florida State team they saw last week. So. Um, again, again, nothing crazy. I'm glad you mentioned the two Cinderella teams that, that this podcast is fully behind North Carolina and Colorado. Trevor, if we get a North Carolina, Colorado playoff game, I'm saying it right now, we're going, I will, I will spend any sort of money on travel and tickets. If Colorado and North Carolina play in a college football playoff game, whether it's a semifinal or a championship game, Trevor, we are going, I'm, I will okay. pay for your tickets. I'm, I'm telling you right now, I pay, I will pay for your travel. I will pay for your tickets. We are treating ourselves and we are going to that game because we have been fans of those teams since week one. And we are going to st- stick on the bandwagon as long as these two teams are, are grabbing America's heart. And I'm pulling for both of them. Yes, yeah, if we so I'm, I'm totally down. If we do that, I'm certainly going to get like a uh, I'm going to be decked out North Carolina gear. And Ben, I want I'll, you I'll get to some wear Colorado gear. Yep. I, so I want you to you got to get a Colorado hat. And then you got to get, okay. did you see the, uh, one of Deion Sanders bodyguards? He had the, uh, yes. um, the, the F shirt, around and find out the F around yeah. and find out Colorado. Yes, shirt. I did. Uh, you can, Absolutely. you can get, if you can get your hands on one of those, I think that would be perfect. Yeah. Yes, so, absolutely. It sounds, sounds like a plan. 
Yeah, so I, I'm, I'm, I mean, those teams are both really entertaining to watch. Colorado, obviously, uh, is going to be fun to follow all season. Um, and they, they're playing Oregon in a couple weeks here. Uh, Oregon, a team who I believe Ben, I think you predicted them to go to college football playoffs. I did, and they had a. I believe for, I did. Uh, they almost lost Texas Tech yesterday. Um, we're not going to talk about so, it. Well, we did, but we're not going to. So yeah, you know, every did. team has scares. The 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 most important thing is they did win the game. Um, so that's I think that's pretty much it for college football. Um, just watching the end here, that Germany game. Germany did end up beating Serbia, eighty three seventy seven. So good on Germany, winning the World Cup. Dennis Schroeder, I hate to admit it, he had a good tournament. <laughs> Um, but I think, uh, with that being said, we can move on to the NFL. Obviously we have a full slate of games today, just in a couple hours. Um, if you're listening to this, you've already seen that most, most likely. Um, but we're going to talk a little bit about that. But I think first we could start with, uh, the Lions chiefs game because we did get to watch yeah. a full game. Ben, the Lions did beat the chiefs 21 to 20. Uh, what did you think about this game? Uh, what, what were some of your main takeaways? Fantastic game, great! It was a great game for for a, for you know opening night for the NFL. Um, and I'm, I'm gonna be honest, I I was I was doubting the Lions a little bit. They got a lot of hype, and when when they announced that the Lions would be playing the Chiefs on opening night, I'm sitting there like I don't know if the Lions deserve to be the the first game of the NFL season. All eyes on them. I I knew they'd be a good team. I didn't think they'd be able to hang with the Chiefs. Um, and I was very impressed with the Lions. Super fun team to watch. They were fantastic. Um, their defense played Mahomes about as well as you can play Mahomes, considering Mahomes only scored one touchdown, maybe. I think the other, something like that. One or, I, I forget what he did. Two, I think he threw for two touchdowns, but um, Lions played great. And Chiefs, I get it. Like, you know, Travis Kelsey didn't play, but they're still a good team. And I think the Chiefs are, you know, Mahomes is, everybody's telling, saying how Mahomes doesn't have a lot of weapons, which is true. Mahomes is throwing to nobody. Um, but Mahomes is good enough to where it, it really shouldn't matter. And I think they obviously still could have won that game with the scrubs that they have at, at receiver. So, um, I, I don't think you should take anything away from the Lions. I think the Lions played fantastic fun game to watch Lions defense looked very good. Jared Goff looked great. Um, well, I guess I should say about as good as Jared Goff can look, he's never going to be a top five quarterback, but he, I think he's a good enough quarterback that can win you a lot of games. Um, so I, I, I was very impressed. It was an awesome game. It, it, it came down to the end for the most part. Chiefs had a fourth and 25 or whatever it was, and they almost got it. If, if the receiver would have caught the ball, I think they would have converted it, and they probably would have won that game. So, um, But it was every, everything that you could ask for for a, for a week one game, opening night game. Um, we got to see the Chiefs you know, do their ring ceremony and all that garbage, but um, great game. I'm happy the Lions won. I didn't think the Lions had a chance of winning. I thought the Chiefs would easily cover whatever it was, the three-point spread, um, and I was, I was very wrong. I'm, I'm, I was very impressed with the Lions. I was not impressed with the Chiefs. So at least for me personally, and for you, Trevor, as a Patrick Mahomes hater, I, I am very happy with the outcome. I think it was a fantastic game. I enjoyed every second of it. You're saying you're a Patrick Mahomes hater? I'm saying you're a Patrick Mahomes hater. I obviously am. I hate no, the, whole, the whole team. I, yes, I you are. You're, Trevor, e- Trevor every, every Tom Brady fan is a Patrick Mahomes hater because you That's guys are threatened. I'm, uh, Trevor, I'm part of the group. You're very threatened by Patrick Mahomes. People are already saying nope. he's like one of the best quarterbacks ever. You're very threatened by that. I, uh, Trevor, I'm part of the group. It's okay. You can admit it. I, I, I am not part of that group. Game, game recognizes game. I, I love Patrick Mahomes. I, I love to see So how him are you going to well. feel in five years when people start saying that he's the greatest quarterback of all time? Is that going to make I you mean, happy? People, Probably not. People say, it, people say it now. People say it now. I know, which is why it makes me mad. It makes me mad. I mean, it is what it is. You know, pe- people are going to have whatever opinions they want to have. Um, okay. But just as far as watching Patrick Mahomes, I love watching him play. He's super entertaining. He's clearly the best yeah, quarterback great. in football right now. Um, Absolutely. So, 
yeah, he he's super fun to watch. The Chiefs are going to be good for a long time. Um, and they have a they have a good chance of repeating this year. As far as this game goes, um, these Thursday night opening games have been amazing. Just every single year, they're they always yeah. deliver. They're always super close. Uh, what was it last year? We had uh, was it was the Cowboys Bucks again? I don't remember. Um, we had two um, no years last ago, year it was uh, it was Cowboys Bucks two years ago. Last year it was uh, Ram, or I think Bills it was Rams. Rams. Bills, yeah, yeah Bills, Rams. Bills and Rams. So like almost every year it delivers these Thursday night games, and that's and at the end of the day, these games there's not really a ton of big takeaways because by the time we get the the playoffs, like no one's gonna care about this this first week one game, right? But it is yeah. entertaining to watch a close game. Obviously, this is big for the Lions because they, I mean, and Lions fans, I think, would, would agree. They're one of the, they've been one of the worst franchises in the NFL for the last 20 years. And now they have a good team. They've done a really good job of building this team around Jared Goff. They have a lot of young talent, uh, especially on their offense. They made some improvements to their defense in the offseason. And we saw flashes of that. We saw some of that in this game. I mean, I get that Travis Kelsey wasn't there, but regardless of not having Travis Kelsey, holding the Chiefs to 20 points is an impressive thing to do. So I was impressed by the Lions. Um, I picked them to win the division. Uh, this game, you know, it, I mean, confirm, it just c- continues to uh, make me more confident in that prediction. Uh, the Lions, I think, will win their div- division. They look really solid, especially in offense. But even on defense, that's what... People keep talking about how, yeah, but I, I don't buy into the defense. I think their defense is, again, it's one game, but I think it's kind of solid. So I think the Lions are going to be a team to look out for in the NFC. Um, I, I really think, and again, the AFC is much tougher than the NFC, but the Lions might be like the third or fourth best team in this conference. I really believe that um, when you think about, obviously, the Eagles are there, the Niners are there, the Cowboys are up there. The Lions might be fourth. I think they probably are fourth. Um, so I'm going to continue having fun watching the lions and for the chiefs at the end of the day, you don't have Kelsey, you don't have Chris Jones, you know, and you still almost win. It's not really that big of a deal, big of a deal. Um, the priority just has to be getting Kelsey healthy, obviously, um, continuing to grow that, uh, chemistry that Mahomes has with these other receivers. And I'm sure it'll get better as the season goes. This is week one. It will get better. And then obviously the Chris Jones piece, because that is very important to their defense. And they, if they want to win a Super Bowl, they, they do need Chris Jones, I think. So uh, they definitely do. So they, they need to prioritize those two things. And that's probably their second, third best player, I would say. So, it, you know, it, it's a big difference having those guys versus not having those guys. But that's pretty much all I have on that game. Again, really fun game. I'm super excited for all the, the games today. We have... A lot of good games. I mean, Niners-Steelers um, is probably one of the best ones I'm excited for. We have Browns-Bengals. That's going to be a good one. I'm excited to see Jags-Colts, even though I, I might have to... I, I don't know how I'm going to watch it, but Jags-Colts should be fun. Get to see Trevor Lawrence, Anthony Richardson's debut. Uh, Packers-Bears, the rivalry, always a good game. Um, but yeah, I, I'm excited, Ben. Uh, is there anything in particular you want to talk about? Obviously, we have one more segment um, we're going to get into, but anything as far as uh, today's games or even uh, the Monday night game that you want to talk about? Uh, I mean, no, nothing crazy. We we talked about it a little bit last week. I do think that Monday night game might be the best game on the slate, though. Um, I think Bills-Jets is a fantastic game. Um, it's Obviously, it's a divisional game. It's it's in New York. It's the first, Jets' first game, first home game against, a, you know, the, the obviously best team in the division for the last however many years. So 
Um, I think that is, in my opinion, probably by far the best game on the slate. But no, I mean, I, I think we, we we talked about it last week. The slate. I mean, we, this is we've 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 looked at this slate for months now. So I think most people that are NFL fans are familiar with 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 the games that are being played today because we've been staring at these games for months, just waiting for this day to come. Um, I'm so excited. I'm so happy. I really do like. At least for me personally, like the the first NFL Sunday, like I get more excited for this than I do like any other day of the year. Like forget Christmas, forget New Year's Eve or New Year's Day, like any other other major holidays. Like I I consider this like a major holiday. Selection Sunday, Trevor, I get super excited for as well. Um, but this is one of those days, those those sports days that are just I don't know. I'm just always in a great mood. I'm so excited. I don't care if if my team is projected to be amazing or terrible. I'm always just so excited to 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 see a, a full slate of however many games it is, 14 NFL games tonight or today or whatever it is. It's, um, it's going to be awesome. I can't wait. This day over Christmas, that's a little, little bit of a hot take there. How about um, oh, here? Here's a, here, let me put you on the spot. What about uh, the first day of the NCAA tournament, the first Thursday? So, you, think, yes. you think this day is better? No. No, I think okay. the, first, okay. the first two days of the, NFL tur- or of the NCAA tournament, I think, are probably the two best days of the year. Um, okay. Just because there's chaos, it's parody. You have sports on from essentially noon until... 1 a.m. or till midnight. Um, no, this this is not as as great as the, as those days. But I do think that this is one of the best sports days of the year for sure. Yeah, fair enough. I'm I'm very excited as well. Um, last segment that we kind of wanted to do today. Um, you know, obviously there's there's NFL Sunday ticket, and this is something we we did something similar this last year. But we wanted to do a segment segment where essentially we're going to alternate. Ben and I are going to give three picks each. And these are the, the basically the most entertaining NFL teams this season. The teams we want to watch the most. If you have NFL Sunday ticket where you can get pretty much every game, like these are the teams that I'm always going to be wanting to watch. Um, so Ben and I, we're going to alternate. We're going to give three teams each that we are really, uh, any when they are playing, we will be watching them uh, is the best yeah. way to describe this. Um, so Ben, did you want to go first or, or would you rather me go first? I'll leave it up to you. Trevor, it was your idea. I will let you go first. It's your idea. I will let you pick first. Okay. I'll, I'll go first then. Um, so my team, the, this is a team that kind of stands out, and you mentioned the Monday night game. Uh, my first pick's the New York Jets. The New York yeah. Jets, obviously Aaron Rodgers is there. They have uh, the young, talented uh, offense. They have the Garrett Wilson, you know, the talented offense. Um, their defense is really talented. Very excited to see the New York Jets. They're definitely uh, the number one pick for me, and I can't wait to see that that game against the Bills tomorrow night. That's a good pick. It would, it would have been would have been one of my first probably two picks. So I mean, obviously, I think that's probably the consensus team in terms of like excitement because they're very different from last year. A lot of you know super high expectations for them. It's a good pick. Um, Trevor, I'll go with the team I just talked about. I'll go with the the uh, Detroit Lions. And maybe that's cheating a little bit because I've already seen them play one game. But I do think, like, I'm super excited to see what they can do this year. They're in a division that is very winnable. They have a, are absolutely in a very winnable division. Um, and they, especially after that, I mean, their first performance, they have a lot of hype and a lot of people that are, that are going to be excited to see how they respond after, after, obviously, a fantastic week one win. So I, I'll take the Detroit Lions. Yeah, Lions is a great pick. They were one of the teams I was thinking about. And, and one of the other things I didn't even mention when I was talking about the Chiefs-Lions game Jameer Gibbs, I mean, I know they got a yes. lot of hate for that pick, but in, in what yeah, we saw from great. him, he looks really good, like, all, like right away. Um, yeah. So that's, that's another thing that obviously makes them a fun team to watch. Um, next up for me, Ben, I'm going with your favorite team, the Cincinnati Bengals here with yeah. my second pick. 
uh, you know, every year the Cincinnati Bengals are going to be high. Since they've had Joe Burrow, they've been one of my top teams to watch. I love watching the Bengals. Uh, Burrow, Chase, Higgins, um, they're just so fun to watch. Uh, so it's, it's kind of an easy pick here. Uh, Cincy, that's, that's my uh, next pick. That's a great pick, Trevor. I wasn't even going to pick them because I already am going to watch them every week. Um, but that's a good pick. So I, I, I can't get mad at that. I, I, I agree with you. I think they're one of the, hopefully they're one of the most exciting teams in the NFL. Um, okay. Let's see. You know what? I think I'm going to go. I'm going to go the Jags. I'm going to go the, the, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Okay. They're the, the defending AFC South champions. They now have a first place schedule they have to play this year. They're, I think they're in a very similar situation to what the Bengals were last year, where they're coming off of kind of their, their breakout year, their first year. People are like, okay, this team's legit. They got a young quarterback, they have a young core. And now it's going to be a question of can they compete with the best teams in the NFL that they have to play? I mean, they got to play the Chiefs, they got to play the Bills, they got to play the Bengals. Um, they got to play, I forget who else in, in, the, in terms of the NFC, but they, they obviously have a much tougher schedule this, this year than they did last year. So I'm excited to see how that young team responds, how obviously Trevor Lawrence responds um, to, to the tough schedule that they have this year. I, I think they can do it. They're obviously in a, not a great division, but um, I think they're a fun team to watch. I'm excited to see how they respond after having a great year last year. Yeah, Jags is a great pick. I, I had the Jags number five on my list, so they were up there for me. Uh, for sure. I obviously love watching a, a fellow Trevor, Trevor Lawrence. Um, he, yes. as he continues to grow, I think he'll have another really good year, uh, with the Jaguars. Um, my final pick here that I'm going to give, don't take the I team I to, want, Trevor. Don't take the team I want. Is, is the team you're thinking of an NFC team? It is not. Okay. So it's, it's not going to okay. be that team then. You're going to um, take the I'm Panthers the Seattle, or something. No, Seattle Seahawks. Okay. The Seattle Seahawks like here with pick. my next yeah. pick. Um, I want to see, was last season a fluke, was it? Can Geno Smith have another really good season? Obviously, they have a really uh, fun offense, um, you know, young team in general. I guess you could say overall with the CLC Hawks. So I'm, I'm very excited to watch the CLC Hawks. Obviously, I've been a big Geno Smith fan since he was playing at West Virginia. So the Seahawks here, item number three on my board. Um, and I'm, I'm very excited to watch them play all year. That's a very good pick. I'm, I'm excited to watch them when they play the 49ers. Those two games, I think, will be fantastic games. Um, because, again, they're division rivals. They, they, I don't think, I think uh, it doesn't matter what their records are when those two teams play. Like, you're, like they're gonna be, it's going to be a good game regardless of who the better team is. Um, so that's a good pick. I like that pick a lot. Um, Trevor, I was afraid you were going to pick this team, and maybe I shouldn't pick this team because I, we're already going to hear a lot about it. But I have to pick the, the Baltimore Ravens. I have to because there's, there's a lot of intrigue with the Baltimore Ravens. Um, I, I will be watching them very closely, mainly because I will be rooting against them every single game, but I have to, it's nothing personal to Brendan. I have to root against them. It's just what I got to do because they're a direct threat to my Cincinnati Bengals. Um, but hey, I'm very excited. Lamar Jackson, new contract. He shouldn't sit out half the season for a, for a weird injury like he did last year. Um, now that he's happy with the front office again, um, obviously the, the first time ever that the Ravens have had a comparable or, uh, I guess competent, I should say. Wide receivers with Odell and and uh, uh who they, the dude from Boston College they drafted Zay Flowers whatever his name is, so mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of intrigue for the Ravens. They're obviously getting a lot of hype. I've seen many people project them to go to the Super Bowl. I've seen many people project them to win the division. So um, I'm very intrigued by the Baltimore Ravens. I think they're obviously a fantastic team. I've given them a lot of credit this preseason. I think they have a top 
according to Brandon, a top one coach in the NFL. I'll say realistically a top three to five coach in the NFL. Um, so they're a very good team. I'm, I'm intrigued to see what they're going to do. They're in a, obviously one of, if not the toughest division in the NFL in the AFC North, but I think they, they are very capable of winning 10, 11, maybe even 12 games this year. Yeah, Ravens obviously a good pick too. I'm I'm very excited to watch. As always, Ravens are always a fun team. Lamar is always a fun player to watch. Um, you know, coach rankings that'd be a good segment doing the podcast. I I don't think Harbaugh's very high. I don't think he's number one. I think that'd be uh, a fantastic segment to do. We should do that. Like, yeah. uh, maybe we we could either do it after this year. or We could do it like halfway. Yeah, maybe we should wait till after this year and do it. I think that'd be a good thing. Yeah, to do. we'll we'll see. I think at some point we could definitely do it. I think. As far as Harbaugh, I mean, Andy Reid is going to be near the top, if not number one. Bill Belichick, I think, is still going to be near the top. And then I think Mike Tomlin. I think those three guys, even like some people take Kyle Shanahan. I think he's in the mix. Um, I don't know if he's as high as those other four, but I think uh, in some order, Andy Reid, Mike Tomlin, Bill Belichick, and John Harbaugh, probably the top four, I would say. Um, I don't know if I'm, hopefully I'm not forgetting anyone, but I think that's probably like the top four in some order. Um, and then maybe you could throw in Kyle Shanahan. Maybe I'd probably have him fifth. Um, but that's kind of what I'm thinking. But we could potentially do that as a segment. Trevor, you're you're being ruthless right now, making statement, making claims about John Harbaugh without Brandon ha- having the ability to uh, to respond to it. So if Brandon ever listens to this this episode, which I I give it about a five percent chance he does, I would imagine he will be screaming at the speaker not being able to respond to you claiming that Jim Harbaugh is not, or not Jim, excuse me, John Harbaugh is not a top whatever three to five quarter or uh, coach in the NFL. That is ruthless. Yeah, he's top four. I don't know where he is in the four, but he's, he's top four. I would okay. Say. I agree. I think he's definitely top four. I, I would, I wouldn't, I don't agree with Rand. I wouldn't put him at number one, but I do think he's yeah. Top three or four for sure. Yeah. I, I don't think he's number one, but, uh, but yeah, he's, he's really solid though. Um, but Ben, I mean, I guess a couple other teams that I was thinking about taking, I, I thought about the Denver Broncos. I looked at them long and hard because um, I'm Did very you? excited once again. Uh, I want to see, is this going to be any different with Sean Payton? Russell Wilson is, I don't know. Can he, can he get it back together? Who knows? I'm, I'm excited to watch the Broncos. The other team I had was the Giants. I want to see Daniel Jones. He had a good playoff showing. Obviously, Brian Dayball was, did an incredible job as first year's coach with the Giants. Uh, Giants are another team I'm very excited to watch. Uh, but Ben, do you, do you have anything else, maybe other teams you were thinking about, um, or anything else, anything else you have to say before we uh, get out of here today? I mean, the 49ers was the one I was thinking about, but I mean, they're getting a lot of hype. They're obviously a, you know, a top three or four team coming in by a lot of people. So I, I, I think they're, if that's implied, like obviously they're, they're going to be a fun team to watch. So I didn't feel like I needed to pick them just because everybody's already talking about them. Same with the Chiefs. I mean, I don't, I think I didn't need to pick them. Everybody already knows about them. Um, the Packers, I almost picked just because I'm interested to see what Jordan Love looks like. His first, and he's had a couple starts in his career, but this will obviously be the first time that he's the guy, and he's he's going to be the guy all year long. Um, I think it would both be annoying and hilarious if he becomes like this amazing franchise quarterback, and the Packers just continue to get super lucky with franchise quarterbacks. I don't think he will be the guy. Um, I think he can be all right. I think I think he's kind he kind of I think he'll kind of be like Dak Prescott. Like he's not bad, but he's not great. He might not win you the big games, but. He can get he can get things done if if you need him to, um, so I almost picked them just because of that. Obviously, the Eagles again, kind of with the 49ers and Chiefs, they're they're a Super Bowl favorite, a Super Bowl contender. So, um, just just seeing what they're capable of doing after their Super Bowl run last year. So that was an easy one. And then the Dolphins, Dolphins were the last team that I was thinking about about picking just because of the questions with Tua and can he stay healthy and if when he is healthy, is he going to be the guy? Um, 
obviously they have Tyree Kill and they have weapons on their defense. So they have a very good team, but they're in a super tough division in the AFC East. So um, that was another team that I was thinking about picking. But again, I, I mean, it's the NFL. So you could seriously make arguments for almost every single team. Other than maybe like the Rams, the Bucks, and the Cardinals, I think there's a lot of intrigue for, for most teams in the, in the NFL. So it just shows, again, it, it gives credit to just how great the NFL is and just how competitive of a league it is. It's, it's fantastic. And I've said it a thousand times, and I'll say it one more time. I cannot wait. I'm so excited for this, this season to fully kick off. Absolutely. I, I'm very excited, too. I can't wait to eat, eat a bunch of food while I'm watching the games. It's, it's going to be a fun day. I'm sure we'll be texting throughout the day about the games. Um, and then next week we get to talk about them all. So yeah, it's going to be fun. Absolutely. I, I, uh, again, I'm so excited. I cannot wait. Hopefully Brandon has a terrible time watching his Ravens play today. Um, I mean that respectfully because obviously I respect Brandon as a person, not really, but I do not respect his team. Well, I do respect his team, but I hope they lose. That's all I'm saying. Also just real quick. I think it's criminal to make the Texans nine and a half point underdogs. That is insanely high for an NFL game and NFL spread to make it nine and a half so I all I'm saying is I don't even care if the Ravens win I just hope they they win by less than nine points because I think that'd be funny um but I'll shut up um so Trevor I think I think we'll wrap up there um we we talked obviously a a football heavy podcast because football is now officially in full swing with all um levels college NFL high school all in all in full swing so one of the best times of the year the fall I think is, is in my opinion the best time of the year so I cannot wait um, make sure you follow us on Twitter at the small baller to keep up with everything that we have going on. If you have not already checked it out, make sure you check out the latest episode of the five seconds of fame podcast. Trevor and I, uh, discuss this latest, the latest week of big brother, um, and a lot going on in that house as always. Um, but again, thank you all for listening and we will see you next time. Go Falcons.